Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Is balance something that we can even experience as a mom? Or is it an elusive concept or something that's unattainable that we're trying to find but we can't? So for me, balance is that point where I feel content with how I'm spending my time. It's not a 50-50 division, but it's rather a sense of feeling, like I've done my best to tend to all that I need to as a mom. Now, it's a feeling. It's not actually doing everything that probably needs to get done or that I think needs to get done. It's that I've tried my best. I think balance has a lot to do with time. One of the concerns that I often hear from moms is that it's been so long since they've done something for themselves, they're not even sure what it is they'd like to do. They're so close to burning out that they're unsure where to even start to fill their bucket and reclaim themselves. Does this sound familiar? If so, I've developed a course just for you. It's called Self-Care 101, and for under 10 bucks, you can learn the basics of preventing complete burnout so that you too can rediscover who you are and discover what exactly fills you up. Self-care is way more than bubble baths and pedicures. For me, it doesn't even include those things. Discover what self-care means to you and how you can give your family the gift of a mom operating with a bucket that overflows. Visit www.momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care 101 or check today's show notes for the link to enroll in self-care 101 and reclaim who you are under your mom hat. The first way that you can begin to restore your balance is by thinking positively. And thinking positively is much easier said than done, especially if you're feeling any of those symptoms of stress. It's hard to just turn off and on, which is why it's important to practice that attitude of gratitude, to make it a practice so that when you are feeling stressed, you already have, your your mind is already, knows where it needs to go in order to restore the balance. It already feels kind of like muscle memory. And so maintaining that attitude of gratitude, um, my, my daughter's boyfriend always says, if I stay ready, I never have to get ready. So he talks about like, um, like getting your head in the game kind of things. But it applies here too. If your mind already knows what to do, it's already ready to put, turn on those thoughts. Then it's, it's not such a journey. It doesn't take you that long to, to switch those thoughts. One thing that may be helpful for you to do is to keep a gratitude journal. And this could actually just be on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be an actual journal or a notebook. Um, but just simply keeping a list of those things that you're grateful for and and perhaps getting in the practice of making it a habit of adding to that list, say once a day, perhaps while you're eating lunch or something that you do while you're brushing your teeth, something you do every day and you reach for that toothbrush and you say two things that you're grateful for or start with one thing, start small, tiny habit, start, start small, one thing that you're grateful for. Keep that list, hang it up next to your medicine cabinet in your bathroom and just throw a pen there, you know, in your toothbrush cup (laughs) and use the pen 
to write one one more thing to that list each day. And you're gonna have a list of things that you are grateful for, that you that are going well in your life, and that's going to lend to you thinking positively. Make it a practice. Do it at the same time. Attach it to another habit. Attach it to something that you are already doing, perhaps when you get into bed or after you finish your lunch or when your feet hit the floor in the morning. That's when I like to do my gratitude, my my thinking positively. Um, I swing my feet out of the blankets. I put them firmly on the ground and I say, today is going to be a great day. And I say one thing that's going to, that like one thing that I'm grateful for happened the day before something that I have in my life I can't say my family every single day you know I challenge myself to think of a new thing a new event a new reason why I am grateful something new to be grateful for each day it's a challenge but you're also developing positive thinking the second way to restore balance if you have found that your life has come to an an unhealthy imbalance is to set boundaries again this is a practice this is something that it's not a one one time deal this is something that you need to learn how to say no you need to learn how to protect your time time, your energy, you need to protect yourself. And that's where boundaries come in, come in play. Learning how to say no so that you can be fully present with who and what you want to be fully present with. And this is a huge part of the work that I do helping moms set boundaries. We are brought up in a society where we are taught that we should be giving and helpful and sacrifice ourselves. And yes, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be. I am not saying that. But I am saying that we need to learn how to say no. In order to say no to others, we have to know how to say no to others in order to say yes to ourselves and to to meeting our needs. You are the CEO of your life. There is nobody more in control of your life than you are. And you have to learn how to say no. And and no is a hard word for many women and moms to say. We feel uncomfortable with it. We feel like people are not going to like us if we say no. There's all sorts of negative emotions that come around, that come up around saying no. I actually, I will put it in the show notes. Now that I think about it, I have a resource for you. Ways to say no, as well as how to say no. Like just just some tips and strategies on how to make saying no easier. I will put the link to that in the show notes today. So if you struggle with knowing how to say no or getting com- or you're not comfortable with it, check out that resource and get comfortable with it. Get comfortable with saying no because before I, you know, I used to feel really guilty about taking care of myself and doing the things that I enjoy. I didn't even know what it was that I enjoyed. Honestly, I didn't even know what it was because it was for so long that I, you know, just kind of went with the flow. I, I, I wore it as a badge of honor, like, oh, I just go with the flow. But it was really because I wasn't comfortable with saying no. I felt that saying no was going to get me a lot of enemies, was going to, you know, people were going to look down on me if I stood up or if I said no to stuff. And I would feel a lot of resentment because of that. And it wasn't until I started learning how to say no and becoming comfortable with it and learning that it you know, learning how to be assertive. That was the thing. And I see it in my kids and I worry. And I really want to foster that 
that being okay with saying no to them or for them, I should say, because I see it in my kids that lack of assertiveness and there's all kinds of fears. I, I was acting out of fear. That's what you do. You, you act out of fear and if you're afraid to say no, um, but it's so important because otherwise you live a life of resentment, of guilt, of pain, and of fear. The perfect mom. We all know that there's no such thing. Yet, if you're a mom sporting a type A personality, then the struggle is real. How's it showing up in your life right now? On the classroom volunteer list, is your name down for more than one contribution to the Halloween party? In your planner, maybe, packed full of activities where you're the one planning, organizing, and driving. In the mirror, where the self-criticisms and the constant playing of the compare game happen all the time. Maybe on your social feed, where the pressure to show your best self to everyone so that they can see how wonderful your life is. Is it showing up at your office where you're achieving and overachieving to get the recognition and glory that comes with being the best? Or maybe it's showing up with your kids, where you never have the time to sit down and play a game of Candyland until the dishes are done and the floor is vacuumed. Don't fool yourself, my fellow superwoman. Once you put on your mom hat, we can agree that life changes. But is it all good? Overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout can quickly happen if you're not careful. And if you don't learn how to take it easy on yourself, all of these are inevitable. Take my brand new quiz, Is Your Type A Personality Serving You as a Mom? to discover what changes you need to make to make to show yourself some grace and to embrace a simpler way of doing motherhood. Our third way of restoring balance is practicing self-care. And you know I'm all about that. Develop those hobbies, moms. You may not even know what you like. That, that's, a, that's what a place I was. I didn't even know what it was I liked. It was kind of, you know, it was exciting to try new things. And, and I, I'm always trying new things nowadays. But finding your passion. Finding whether it's crafts or a sport or some kind of activity. You know, there are so many hobbies out there. Try something new. Try something that you used to do. Think back at a time, like say when you were in college or back in the day, you know, something you really like to do. Maybe that's reading for you. Maybe it's swimming or scrapbooking. Dive back in. See if it's still your passion. See if it's something that that fuels your soul. Spending time with loved ones. This is self-care. I know we think of self-care as something that you have to do by yourself, but that is not that is not true. Self-care comes in many forms, and social self-care is a form of self-care. Spending time with those those you love, fostering and growing and developing those relationships, and learning new skills. Intellectual self-care right here, moms. Stepping out of your comfort zone, learning something new, challenging your mind, stimulating your mind. That's intellectual self-care. So practicing self-care when you're feeling those symptoms of stress, those symptoms of feeling unbalanced or imbalanced, these are the times that we need to step up our game. Step up our game for thinking positively, setting those boundaries, and practicing self-care. But it's better to prevent than to treat. 
And so these three ways of restoring balance are three things that, that we need to be practicing regularly before we feel imbalanced. We practice them while we're feeling balanced so that you can continue to feel content with how you're spending your time, how you're spending your resources to, to be able to get that, that feeling of contentment. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.